All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Dude, you got your system going. Look yeah, at this. Yeah, this I is know. your studio in my house. I know. It's it does good. something awesome. I know. I was really thinking about it today. I was all, it was really hitting me because I was like, man, my dreams are coming true. I'm finally uh, doing what I want to do uh, that I have a passion in. And I just was tired of procrastinating and waiting for tomorrow to come and waiting for whatever opportunity to present itself and I was like man I just I had a lot of stuff hit me and and uh, I can't remember where I heard where it said uh, be the creator of your own opportunities and it made me want to be the creator of my own opportunities so you know the saying that people say, <laughs> funny as that sounds, you got several different kind of people and one of the things that people say is you got a go-getter. So in life, we want things. Sometimes they mean, mean nothing, they, they're vanity, they're vain. But the things that matter the most, those are the things you gotta go get. And that's what it means to be a go-getter. Yeah. You know, very rarely things come to you in life, and they do. They just end up in your lap. Those are the times that life puts a smile on our face and we didn't have to work for where we're at. But otherwise, you want something. You want to get somewhere. You got to go get it. You got to go get there. And that means going through the process that it takes to get to that point. Yeah, step by step. Dude, Don't be skipping steps. I remember when I first had my guitar strung, I told you I went to Monster Music. Dad just bought this guitar that I beg and beg for, and it was 75 bucks. I didn't know anything about it. It was missing a string, and Dad wanted to make sure it worked. So he took me to this place on Nolan Road. We've passed it many times. It was called Monster Music. He, uh, he strung my guitar for me. And one of the things he said as he was stringing it, I was paying 100%, 110% attention on how he was doing what he was doing because I loved it so much. While he was doing it, he said, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be good when you get to start sounding like the people you like to listen to. Yeah. And all I could say was, yeah. And now I, I, I kind of do. Yeah. I say kind of because I love to play, but I'm not the kind of person to, to say, oh yeah, I'm a badass on the guitar, because then I feel like I'm this... It'd be your ego taking over. Or I'm, being, I'm being rude. I'm being yeah. disrespectful to the thing that I love. Mm -hmm. So if somebody asks me if I'm good, the, the only thing that comes to mind and the thing that I say is I'll let you decide and that can kind of sound egotistical too but I don't mean it that way I I don't ever see myself as a good enough guitarist like I'll be playing and you only gotta be good enough for yourself really, yeah and like because anybody I, that can take appreciation and uh, out of it will get it it's just like uh, um, 
any any music that you listen to, you know, you're either gonna or art, a piece of art, you know, people right. are gonna look at it and get something different out of it. Well, not only that, but you're gonna critique it because you're the creator. Yeah. So sometimes I'm playing the guitar and I'm critiquing as I'm going. As a result, my music comes out tried and and, and choppy. But if I just let it go, man. And even then, it's like, wow. There's been times to where I've played my guitar, and after the after the song's over, like I got tears on my face. Mm-hmm. How can something so beautiful come out of something so ugly as me? I I take that ugly right, and I say it loosely. I'm looking at my childhood, you know, birth. We some of us remember some young years, but that's not really relevant. I'm looking at my teenage years. I'm looking at the decisions I made as a young adult. I'm looking at where I that path led me, and then I'm looking at the man that I am today. So ugly, yes, as a whole. And all I'm trying to do now is become a better person. So or I see something beautiful now, but that doesn't make up for what I've done in the past. I, you know, everybody's not perfect. So that's what I meant by ugly. Ugly meaning imperfect. So not ugly as in um, a shitty fucking person, though I know I used to be, I'm not that today. Yeah, so forgive me when I use that term. But anyways, back to saying what we were saying, so with your... Well, okay, now that we're on the subject, how can something so beautiful come out of something so ugly as me? I'm sure there are those that are listening that can relate. What about yourself do you think is so ugly? Like today, honestly, at this point in my life, I don't have an answer to that okay. because that answer is no. I, I I view that ugly part as you know something that I used to be, and once again, there were things like that coming out of me at that time in my life. So that saying still kind of stands. However, because I've progressed as a man and a human being, that ugly obviously has become a less. For me and the beautiful has become a more i am truly happy with the person that i am today and i want to continue to make myself for me proud and i mean that in the most well way possible i mean you know doing what i'm supposed to do hold a job pay my bills live my own life i mean like i said you know, for the first time in my life, I've got two vehicles, a place to live, a girlfriend that loves me, and yeah. I'm able to support everything. Feels so, good. Uh, but there's room for improvement. I'm already looking for a house. I want to get a loan for a house. I want to make sure that I have the down payment for a house. I'm building my credit. I'm paying my credit card bills off now. I'm looking into the future. I've got a three-year plan. I've got a five-year plan. I've got a place where I'd like to be in 10 years, but honestly, in my mind, that's a little too far to plan for. Mm. You know, yeah. I didn't used to do that. I used to be the right. guy that says, I live in the moment. Because mm -hmm. that's cool to say. Yeah. It's cool to do. But really, what does the moment do for you? <laughs> you know, it's automatically, you know, a decision. What do those choices make? Mm -hmm. You make choices, but choices make. And they. They determine where you end up. That's what they make. Yeah. So we have to think about what we're thinking about. We have to choose carefully. Even when it feels good, you know, 
careful. The heart can be the most perfect, most pure way to go. Like music, for instance. Mm -hmm. But the heart can be also most deceptive. Especially in those times to where you're just lost in the moment and you're you know, in a group of people, you've had a few to drink and this beautiful woman walks up to you. Sure, we already know what the choice is. But is that choice the best choice to make at that moment? I'm only using this as an example because a lot of times it is. But sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, once again, an example. It's amazing what things do to you. Things can stay the way, the same in your life for so long, and you're so used to the way that things are going, and all of a sudden something comes up, and it changes your path forever. And at first, it feels wrong. It feels weird, it feels uncomfortable, and you're unsure about yourself, you you know, lose confidence in life. And then you realize, that's what it took for me to grow up. Or maybe yeah. maybe you were on yeah. that path, but maybe it was time to... You gotta learn from the mistake. Absolutely, yeah. it was time to change course. Mm-hmm. It, it diverted you in such a way to come in contact with, it, with what you needed to move forward in your life. Right that is something that we at first are scared of and are unsure but those are the the moments in life we should be most thankful for once again it's those choices that are made at that moment that determine how we're going to handle that situation and it can either destroy us or we can grow from it yeah so that's what's interesting about like what i do and helping people understand their past and what they've been through isn't uh, isn't um, as bad as what some things seem to be because in the moment some things are overwhelming if, especially if it makes us angry, sad, or guilty, conflict, hurt, um, stuff like that that we it's five negative emotions that will sweep under the rug and we will um, avoid for many years and then they boil over because they stack and stack and stack and we just get tired of it and all the little things that just build up and make us angry on a day-to-day basis that you throw under the rug and if you don't learn how to process it and deal with it in the moment um, then it like I said it continues to add up but when I went through my therapy with timeline therapy and stuff with uh, uh, Mike Vanderplas and Nicholas Williams I give credit to them because they changed my life Um, dramatically and just great coaches and they they teach uh, their masters in neuro-linguistic programming and they and and I'm sure uh, other things as well but what they I went there for was just to get my practitioners and uh, the coaching hypnotherapy timeline therapy and uh, uh, the coaching and so what they they helped me change my perspective of Um, the whole world and other people's view of the world and um, understanding my own energy and my own energy and other people's energy and it helped me um, understand like uh, my family and relationships better and my past better mainly so that's what we were talking about uh, the past and uh, understand 
So they teach you in your timeline therapy to look at it from different perspectives, like uh, with your thoughts and your imagination, and uh, and also learn how to tell yourself in those moments from a bird's eye view what you'd want to learn from the, that moment from right. what the knowledge you have now absolutely and then all of them and preserve while preserving all of the moments and the the learnings from that moment till now and it um it, it's like a giant weight being lifted off your shoulders and everything just gets like you relearn everything from that moment so you release all this anger you really sadness and you go through each individual one because of all this past life stuff that we went through right shapes us and, and it's hard to understand. so many times too we get to going through something for so long we decide that that's just how life is and then life throws something else at us and then we're like whoa well that's different and you know like i said i'm, I'm 33 years old and i've learned to look at life from many angles if you look at life from one angle then life is only going to come at you from a single perspective yeah yeah you gotta be multi-perspective i when i started to learn that two years ago it really my whole world started to change i, I turned into like you said a completely different person and that um and like uh three four years ago i uh um, had almost died from pills because wow. of like uh xanax and uh because I was prescribed it because my doctor said, oh, since you have anxiety, these pills will help you out with be less anxious and stuff. And in all of reality, all they did was like make me like zombie and forget what I was anxious about. And because it ruins your memory and it just, it, it makes you slow and it, it was terrible. And I, at one, and I was going through a lot of stuff too, like with uh, uh, custody of my child and stuff like that. And uh, sadly, I still am, but anyways. Um, almost died from the pills, learned from it, and now uh, growing from that, um, luckily I had a girlfriend at the time that uh, really appreciated me and took care of me while I almost died, and she didn't call the cops or anything, so it was like, I really appreciated that, you know, she, she took care of me and, and didn't involve the court, so that's... Absolutely. Little, well, that meant that she had enough care for you to be there for you and, and to know that it would be more difficult for you if she got anybody else involved. Yeah, and then like my mess kind of turns into my message so that I, can, I know. Uh, it's interesting too because I'm sure I mentioned it before, but before prison, like I had dreams, but I, I was in a position in life to, I, I, they were out of my reach. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just knew I would never get there. And part of that was the fear of having to go through the work to get there. Well, while I was in prison, uh, I wrote a book, and it's a really simple book, and it's really awesome. Each page consists of a goal or a dream that I have that I want to accomplish when I got out. I mean, what better thing to do than sit in a prison cell and think about the good things that you want to accomplish when you get out? Some things you, you used to do. You time to think about it. Right, and, and some things you've never done that you wished you could have. So I did that. Um, We'll talk about this more probably on another episode, but uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, goodness, I'm at a loss for words. Anyway, it's something that I came up with in a prayer, and we'll go further through that, like I said in the other episode, but uh, it's called Be Strong, Be Willing, Be Ready. I could <laughs> run and run with that right now, but 
I just want you to think about that statement before I have a chance to explain it. And we were also talking about life's uh, changes, uh, life's bones that they throw at us and, and the angles and things that which our lives have to turn in order to be, make us the people that we are today. Something I came up with, I actually uh, could be lying when I say that, I'm not sure if I'm the original author of this or not. Anyway, the quote is, blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend and not break. I pause for a moment just because that's something else I'd like you to think about. It takes about. time to process things. Man, absolutely. So I'm just going to read a few of these goals that I had. Uh, here's the intro. This is very important, I think. Once again, I'm only going to uh, read a couple of the entries, but uh, it's amazing. Anyway, without description. Since I've been in prison, I have a lot of time to think. A lot of time to think about my future and the things that I want to accomplish. In this book, I will, will be my goals, thoughts, desires, and ideas. My out-of-prison itinerary, so to speak. A bucket list of sorts. And then I said a prayer. It says, I pray and ask God to bless the things that are go into this book, big and small, and that His hand will be in the working of it all. Amen. You know, it's, it's crazy. One of the first entries, I won't read the whole thing, it's not necessary. I accumulated a lot of debt. I said, hey, if you let me borrow this money, I'll pay it back. Yeah. How many times have we said that? More than enough. Right. I'm so sure once, said, once again, enough said. But my goal is to make sure that I make good on those debts. And I promise you, I've already started. Yeah. Boy, is it a good feeling. I'm the, I'm the same way. I got a few debts that I'm still working on paying off myself. All right. Here's here's a good one. Remind you, here I am in prison. I, I spent four, a little over four years in incarceration. And this is just one of those things I was thinking about. You want to talk about love, power, energy? Well, just think about this for a moment. I took trumpet lessons as a child. I took these lessons with my dad's trumpet. One, uh, one day as I was playing his trumpet at home, I got frustrated and then angry. Then I uh, proceeded to bash the bell of his trumpet into the floor. Today, it still plays, but the bell is kinked pretty badly. I was probably 10 years old when I did this. I will be 31 when I get out. So I probably wrote this. None of these have dates. It wasn't necessary. I was probably 29, maybe 30 years old when I wrote this. And the last thing I said was, I want to take his trumpet, have it repaired, gift wrapped it, and give it back to him in perfect condition. And then I basically put a bottom note I can't wait to see his face. My dad, he, he played trumpet in high school and through college, and he bought a trumpet and he had it dipped in silver, right? His classmates all had brass or gold-plated trumpets. Mm. He decided to have his dipped in silver. Mm. I think it's cool. I like the look of it. I can see why he did it. My dad's never been kind of a, you know, a gold guy like myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he prized that thing. And you know, my dad, he used to play it pretty often when I was a kid. And after I did that, he may have picked it up twice since then. And I, I've had it appraised and I've wanted to get it done. And I told him about this dream and I decided to go through the process with him. 
And I think that was even more special than just gift, gift wrapping his trumpet back perfect. His trumpet's not repaired yet, but he knows where my heart is and I have been honest with him about it and I apologized. And that was one of the moments my dad and I had after prison that brought us back to closer than we ever were. It was too much to prepare. It, it's not to the point it can't be, but I didn't have the 750 bucks it was gonna cost to replace his belt. Not replace it, but to have it recast. And anyway, oh, man, whew. Yeah, sometimes we uh, can ask for help from people we don't want to ask for help from. Right. It's the hard, it's the hardest lesson to learn, but it's the lesson that we gotta learn that helps us make the decisions in the future that we need to make to not have to ask for or put ourselves in that situation again. Sure. Uh, something I discussed with you earlier uh, was the fact that I, I finally graduated high school with my GD. I'm gonna make this even more brief than the first. In 27, uh, 2017, I completed and passed the HiSET test, the high school deployment, uh, uh, high school equivalency test, formerly known as the GD. I did this in prison at the Farmington Correctional Center. I have none other than to thank God to, to thank for this. I want to find a place where I can create and order a class ring, one equipped with the year that I graduated uh, and the place I did it with and my birthstone. So. I'm proud of it, and I don't care if my class ring says prison, you know, Farmington Correctional Center. It's it's an accomplishment that I'll never forget, and I'm glad that I did, regardless yeah. of its location. It isn't because of the location, it's not. Uh, no, it's not relevant. It's the fact that I finally, for the first time, dedicated myself into doing something mm -hmm. right, and... It feels good. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it was also something that's going to help my life progress, like help me grow, mm -hmm. you know. Cool, cool.